Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5. And welcome to our Luton listeners on Inspire FM 105.1. Today we're going to be talking to somebody about a project that uh, she's delivering with great success, mashallah, a project with young people and children. It's called Gateways. And I'm going to, uh, I'm really interested in finding out more about it. Her name is Ambreen. And we're going to be talking about gateways and what it really means. So if you want to ring in or send a message or an email to the studio, our phone number is 772-8892 and our email is studio at unityfm.net. Welcome, Amreen. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you, Kathleen, for having me on the show. You're welcome. And um, I'd like to say assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. Uh, my name is Amreen from The Wonder of Learning. And uh, like Kathleen has just introduced, we're running the Gateway to Excellence. Gateway to Excellence. So it's not just Gateway, Gateway, gateway to, to Excellence. Gateway to Excellence. But we do, uh, I think naturally as humans, we shorten everything. So <laughs> we do call it Gateway. Um, but it is, it is Gateway to Excellence because it really, truly is um, a journey to excellence. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about Gateway to Excellence? What does that stand for? What is this journey? Yes, um, Gateway, um, as many of us might know, there is a lot of um, chat um, over the years about self-development and increasing performance. And it's been um, it's always been, you know, a topic of talk for children achieving academic results and humans, you know, adults doing better at work and better mm. in life. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when we designed Gateway, Gateway was bringing to life all the research that we know about emotional intelligence and all the theories that are out there, mm. but bring it, bringing the research to life actively to younger people. So it's a very tailored program at the moment for children from the age of sort of six up to um, A levels. And we do want to take it to undergraduates as well now. Mm. And it it is this journey, like I explained, of um, a fusion of all the emotional intelligence skills, but also the learning skills as well, because we have got to accept that first and foremost that learning and educating are completely two different concepts and you know we really do sing a song and dance about this because educating is something that might stop once you finish university or you know a lot of people continue their CPD continuous Mm -hmm. professional development and study masters and whatnot but yet you're always learning Mm. learning is it's this gift that you've got throughout your life, Mm -hmm. you know, and we know that it exists from the womb, you know, all the way until death. And we we now know and the research is now showing that, you know, when babies are conceived and alhamdulillah, you know, from an Islamic perspective, we know that the effects of what the mother does and what she watches Mm -hmm. and whatnot has an effect on on the child as well. So yes, it, it's this um, it's this journey where children and younger people have got to really um, discover themselves through the five domains: through self awareness, mm-hmm. self control, um, motivation, empathy training, and actually learning all the social skills as well, mm-hmm. um, and fusing these into learning skills that they will keep for life. So it's it's something that we are passionate about, and we just want. Um, every person out there to go through this experience mm-hmm. um, because we do definitely believe that anybody who is without the experience will be um, disadvantaged in some way or another to actually, in, you know, from actually learning. 
Well, if they don't have, uh, or if there's a lot of emotions going on, or if they're not in the right place, how can they learn academically? You know, they uh, have absolutely. to be. You have to think of emotional intelligence first absolutely. before you think of academic absolutely. intelligence. Absolutely, and it's it's um, it's you you've hit the nail on the head mm. because I've just come from um, a session where we were coaching a young lady who is in her her year nine, mm. but yet from year nine she's accepted that you know wants to be a medicine student, wants mm. to become a doctor doctor and the effort of the standards with the curriculum now and all the changes that have been made has got to mean that she's year nine but has got to see school as a point of revision rather than just being educated by school and be ahead of the challenge Mm -hmm. and today's session with her was actually just about emotional um, intelligence and actually getting her to understand that unless her physiology and her thoughts are not in line um, and are not positive when she's learning that what she's learning won't stick mm-hmm. because we know from all the research that you know the brain actually will learn um, when it's exposed it's like it's a bit of a backward system you know when it's exposed to humor and when it's exposed to challenge and when you're stimulating it and when you're seeing things from a completely you know extraordinary perspective mm. rather than actually seeing learning as this dull dismal mm. process and and that's what it was about today it was just getting her to have an excitement and a passion to learn and that when she's learning how can we put some humor in it mm-hmm. and how can we make it a challenge that she enjoys so that when she's recalling and revising um, it sticks and mm-hmm. it sticks with her and it's it's so important because many of us you know I remember as a student and I think maybe you will <laughs> Kathleen mm-hmm. because the students you know, it becomes such a repetitive process. Mm. You know, we go from primary school, then we've got to do our SATs, and then we've got to go into secondary school and do more SATs, then we've got to go and do GCSEs, Mm. and then college, and then university. Mm. And then we have these dreams, and then there are a lot of people around us that have these dreams for us as well. And as a person, you have got a lot of pressures to deal with, but we've got to learn how to manage them. Mm. And with the younger people, unless they don't know how to manage them and more importantly, know how to identify them. I think the biggest um, the biggest point that I found is teaching them how to identify, because how do they how do they identify that they are being distracted or they are not focused at this point? Because Mm. if distractions or focus is not present, then that learning should rather be put off till mm. you know they are in the right mindset. Mm. So um, you know, and how to so tune true. themselves in. So in it, exactly, it, in a way, it reminds me of mindfulness quite a bit. Absolutely, then, and, um, which has come from the Far East, as we know. But in every religion, probably spirituality, could, could, yes, yeah, absolutely, could have a link to that. But knowing, being in the here and now, being absolutely. in the present, as we would say in our in our counselling, just knowing what's going on, even just feeling the the breath going in your nose and going through your nostrils, and absolutely. just experiencing that and thinking yeah. about your breathing exactly and I mean if parents and anybody listening to this show you know Kathleen's just mentioned such a very you know valid such a simple exercise that you know any one of us can do you know when we're in that state of um, you know um, losing control or you know we're not able to focus because that mindfulness of just the breathing technique brings your focus into something else mm-hmm. and it, it goes back to how we were coaching today where you know you you are in control of your thoughts and you are in control of bringing the thoughts in and also dumping the thoughts that, you know, 
are not good for you mm-hmm. and unless you cannot bring those ones in it's a it's, it's a choice process mm-hmm. first you've got to identify what are you thinking and a lot of kids that I've spoken to and a lot of younger people and students in college if you ask them what are they thinking they'll say nothing mm-hmm. not thinking anything but yet you are thinking mm-hmm. you know you're always thinking so what are you thinking nothing mm-hmm. and just for them to understand that concept you know that the subconscious thoughts and what are you thinking at the back of your mind mm-hmm. you might be thinking what is this lady asking mm-hmm. me you know why why is she keep asking why mm-hmm. is she asking me what are you thinking and um and for them to understand you know simply that that you know t- there's a route to higher performance mm-hmm. and it's it's the biggest uh, challenge of it is the action Mm-hmm. It's the change that they've got to make. Mm-hmm. But the only way that change is going to come is through how you've just said it's the tuning of the mind. So tuning of the mind, getting those correct thoughts in so that the feelings, the person feels better about themselves. Absolutely. That have an implication on their action. So it's a CPT based Yes, um, very, very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's um, when, when they come on to Gateway and you know we really do hope that anybody listening would just like to find out more because we do offer consultations where people can just find out more about it and even come on to taster sessions because our passion it's it's that child it's it's your child and you know regardless of the age it's to make them go better and how so we've got this fusion of all the emotional and again you know self-awareness think about motivation so we know that, okay, if we're not motivated when it comes back down to learning, what's our cause? You know, why do we get up out of the bed and go to school? Why mm. are we doing it? You know, do, do they have that thought every day mm. when children wake up? Do they know why they are going to school mm. and getting you know, out of the bed? Um, and something that I like to do with my son, who's six, is just that short reminder that will affirm to him again, that he's making a choice to get out of bed. He's still, you know, he's being guided. We're the parents. Mm. We can't actually tell you have to go to school. It's legal. You know, you have got to go to school. Yes, it is. But why? Mm. What's his cause? You know, even at the age of six, mm. what is it? Because they want to be like Superman. That's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. But it's something that they see within them that's internally motivating them because it's going in then into that learning environment when they've got into the school with those thoughts with the motivating thought mm. that you know I've got I, I've got up today to go out there and get my dream or yeah. go out there and get yeah. my goal mm-hmm. and um, and that's what Gateway is about it's giving um, them the ability to identify the, their goals even at the age of 6 8 10 yeah. it's so important for them to know what do they want to achieve if they're in reception what do they want to achieve if they're mm. in year 1 you know what do they what are they going to get out of going to year 1 mm-hmm. even at home in the home environments Goal setting is it's happening all the time. You know, for example, small finish your dinner. The goal is to finish the dinner. But it's just, you know, the terminology and the way we communicate it to them and how do they achieve it. So motivation is a big, you know, a big chunk of gateway. But the largest pillars of that um, of our program, it's self-belief um, and self-control. Okay think um, out of everything and out of all the students that have been on the program I would definitely um, sort of really testify by the fact that if if you lack self-belief you won't take on any challenge Um, you will see everything in a negative light and this negativity as it's repeated will become um, a habit Mm. to them and then the self-control is the ability 
which is, you know, you've got a building and there's one pillar standing on self-esteem, self-belief, and then the other one is self-control. And they can't stand without each other mm. because the self-belief is going to complement the self-control because how how can they um, withhold themselves and how can they learn the gratification? And again, re- lots and lots of research has been done about, you know, the effect of self-control and it predicts the success of of us and if we are able to control ourselves then how successful that person will be in future will be more than the younger person brought up without gratification but again how do they bring this to to life in the here and now how do they apply self-control every single day because we're controlling ourselves you know we're dieting Mm. you know self-control and it's self-control of the mind Mm. that will then prevent the action because again the action is always determined by the thought mm. and with younger people they're split seconds you know the, the brain is so amazing mm. that when they make decisions do they have this pause and stop and think you know mm. mechanism because it's just so quick so quick yeah you know how sound and light travels it's so quick you mm. know in the playground you see it you see it in the classrooms behavior yeah. issues yeah and it's so quick but it's it's how the brain learned mm. Right, you said so nothing. Yeah. And as you were talking, it reminded me of, of Muslims and our faith that we actually have it all in our faith that Absolutely. periods of self control there that brings us back in praying five times a day. It's Absolutely. a real recharging time for us. So important. So, yeah, so in time, a grounding Absolutely. time for us. Absolutely. Um, and all the other things that we do, with Bismillah before we eat, exactly. Absolutely. All of these grounding things so important. that we never think about that it's often true. in self control. And, and, and it's, it's look, look how we are already applying it. It's like, you know, we, we come to Ramadan and mm. we, we don't eat mm. straight away, you know, immediately because we know that it's our belief and it's our fur to fast within mm. Ramadan and we can just withhold ourselves from mm. eating the whole day mm. but then yet you know we're trying to lose a stone of weight mm. and that becomes so difficult mm-hmm. so what was the difference it was the mm. difference of how we perceived it mm. and how we thought about it and how instantly you know our mm. belief that restricts us from yeah. eating no or you problem just look, at, just look at the day of Eid exactly. after Ramadan absolutely. and people go I'm starving so I can't wait to exactly, eat exactly absolutely. <laughs> after fasting a whole month and then you're eating day. again <laughs> and, and there you know mm. self-control it's out there again mm. you know we pray five times a day we we have control over ourselves mm. we pray five times a day so we will prioritize our prayer mm. over other things mm. because again it's self-control mm. um we and say the value Bismillah. we put on this so we put that as a very high value exactly we're practicing it absolutely uh, and understanding the values uh, i suppose trying to get children that are young as six that you work with yeah. understand values is not easy um it isn't no and i think um you know when you say about when they are understanding it mm. a lot of them at that age they can't understand through words mm. you know they don't understand words all the time and language because of the makeup of you know our mind mm. and brain so they see it in actions mm. they like to see it in pictures and in activities and typically what a six-year-old would you know would love to do because i think i'd bore them to wits if we were to just sit there and talk about self-control and behavior mm-hmm. you know for two hours no but it's again you know putting it into life and how we've just talked about it here and now uh, you know it's a brilliant way and sometimes it makes me think you know why is it so difficult to you know for people who are able to fast for 30 days in Ramadan but then in all the months of the year to probably have an, a goal to lose a stone yeah it's just it amazes mm. me mm. <laughs> you know 
So um, it's just a fantastic experience. And more than anything, I've just really enjoyed facilitating it in this work. And I've learned so much so, and learning so much as well. So before I go into talking about yourself a bit, um, just tell us a little bit more about Gateway. How is t- you mentioned it's two hours with the young children. Is Absolutely. it and you mentioned one to one. So is it all one to one or is it in groups? So Gateway is it can be done in smaller groups, but typically mm-hmm. we do run it in groups of around eight younger people to mm-hmm. create the group dynamic environment, mm-hmm. which is important to teach a lot of the modules um, because it's coming back to the reality and the realisticness of making sure the objectives of Gateway are earned rather than them just being on their own. How can we measure their self-control if they're just on their own? But mm. yeah, we can measure it, measure it when they're around other younger youngsters. So typically it's a two-hour session that runs on a weekly basis with around eight in um, a group. And it's very, uh, um, it's very segregated in terms of the age. So we'll have six seven borderline depending on we do expect some um reading and writing skill initially Mm. just so that we are able to measure and see you know the child's performance Mm. so we do segregate gateway into the primary the junior and then the advanced um so yep and it runs on a weekly basis and um two hours and it's just it's two hours of the uh, their time and the commitment that we need from uh, initially and importantly, mm. you know, the child, do mm. they want to be there? Because mm. that's um, part of our enrollment p- process. So if, for example, you were doing a session around self-control, can yeah. you run us through kind of how you, how you start, how do you introduce yeah, of what absolutely. what do they do, what activities happen, how do you measure all of this? Yeah, well, I mean, with uh, self-control, I'm just trying to visualise now an exact lesson where we rerun, um, we probably heard about the marshmallow test, where lots and lots you've got eight and lots and lots of sweets they'll come in and there'll be just sweets and chocolates all over the table mm. and you can just see the emotion and the expression mm. you know on on their faces and you see all these sweets on the table and you just see it and right straight they've touched it right mm. they've gone for it but yet we've said uh, first instruction is nobody can touch the sweets mm. you know mm. and then we actually start to introduce the concept of self-control we have got to we do work through lots of different activities and one of them has got to give them sort of 10 minutes using you know circle times and whatnot mm. to actually identify their strengths in self-control but then also the flip side of their weaknesses mm. and as parents, sometimes I, I've tried to identify it in my own children, but yet we're not able to relate to it as well all the time than what a facilitator can relate to mm. it as in. Mm. So we will um, we'll go through that and then we'll talk about, right, well, there's the first rule. Let's just see. You'd like a sweet now? You can go and have one now. Or at the end of the session, you can have two. Mm. And then you give them that choice. Mm. And then you're able to measure a straight, in, you know, initially self-control in just a very ordinary effect because probably about, I can remember the last session, there was probably about um, six of them who went for it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now. Yeah. Now here now because it might not be there at the end. Exactly. You might decide to exactly. change the rules. Some, yeah. And somebody else might have it and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And then there was there was a there was a few of them, and it was a very I remember very clearly there was only a very few that actually said okay I'll have two at the end. Now, what controlled that was their thought. Mm. They thought something, and they thought seeing more probably, uh, getting two rather than one. And again, you know the game of football, having football. Let's go and play football outside right now. We can play for five minutes, or we'll go and we'll play for twenty minutes if you can wait till tomorrow in the park. Mm -hmm. And how and these are 
pure activities that we will bring to life there and then. We have a lot of focus activities and concentration activities where self-control is key because then we take it back to the classroom. Child is learning in mm-hmm. the classroom. The child talks to them. Mm-hmm. So I've got this, so I've got Superman toy. Do you want to see it? It's in my bag. How will that child withhold themselves from redirecting their interest from there to here? Then we teach them self-talk and mm. visualization as the power tools of the mind and mm. that takes a, a lot of um, gateway structure in teaching them how to use them because again as younger people we've they've got to understand the concept and they've got to really build their focus mm-hmm. we have spent a lot of time just building the you know the attention span mm-hmm. and the focus of these younger people mm-hmm. because they'll come in and it's just amazing because you're just not able to sit still Mm. We just let alone visualize and start visualization mm. exercise. It's just the ability to just relax and just stay calm. And then we that's where we use the, the meditation and the mindfulness techniques mm-hmm. where, you know, deep brain relaxation is also a module that they learn. So the techniques are absolutely um, a fun learning environment mm-hmm. that engages them all the time mm-hmm. rather than as, as a, a trainer talking and just mm. talking and talking, and talking and they're listening. And you can actually see, you know, when they are switching off and you need to bring them back mm. as well. Mm. Uh, I just As you were talking there, patience is something that comes to my mind that they are Sabah, learning as well. Yeah, yes, absolutely. How to, yeah. how to be patient, how to wait for their turn. Absolutely. And I w- also, I was just running, it was going through my mind about their parents. You're doing this which is great in uh, with them and teaching them the, this negative self-talk yeah. and how to recognize that and how to change that. Do you reinforce that message by doing the same thing with the parents and so that they know negative self-talk? And That's exactly what we're trying to do now. Initially, mm. when we did begin Gateway, we did only work and and obviously it was an, it was something new for us and, and we were um, going through the testing period. But now what we do is we run the parents, we have the parents in to, uh, to listen to speaker challenges that the younger kids actually come on to, which actually just mesmerizes some parents because they never actually see their children so confident. Mm-hmm. And when the, usually it's sort of breaking down over the module process. So there's a, there's a section and after that section, the parents will come in for a workshop mm-hmm. so that we are able to, sort of funnel back to them what we have been co- we have been going through right. and so that they can take the main points and, and get the extracts from there yeah. to try and reinforce it back at home and it's like when you talk about suburb and patience mm. and we just give one example of right you know there's the chocolate test mm. have one now or two later during the day as parents we are faced with so many situations that we could teach our children gratification mm. um, and just trying to think of examples myself when I had a, I had a Twix um, bar in the car for Hafsa who's mm. three and she saw it and I said nobody's I've got a rule now that nobody eats in the car mm. however she's seen it and I've asked her um, she had a tantrum because she wanted to hold it mm. and I, I knew that well I, I kind of thought she's going to hold it and she'll eat it mm. and I don't want her to eat it yet until she's had a dinner and we were outside the madrasa and I've gone to collect a bubakar and I've come back in the car and I, before I left I said to her okay I'm giving it to you but you've got to wait till you go home you have got to wait till you go home mm-hmm. but and in front of me she started to bite the mm. the wrapper mm-hmm. off it and I'm watching her bite the wrapper and I'm thinking 
you're not going to listen and if I take it off her again she's going to have a tantrum and I just repeated myself you need to wait Hafsa I'm giving mm-hmm. it to you so you remember you need to wait and then mm-hmm. you can have it all mm-hmm. so I've gone I've come back in the car and I see a little bit on her mouth and I said to her did you eat it and she's like nope nope and looking at me like this and I'm just thinking you've eaten it I said can I have the rubbish then because she's eaten it mm. and she wouldn't give me the rubbish and whatnot. and I've um, I've got home and I thought right I've got to find the rubbish now and then I was looking for it and then I, in the side of the door I saw the chocolate so at some point she had probably nibbled on it mm. but then triggered maybe the, the sentence or some buzzwords that I used and she put the rest of it in the door and I, I actually then um, reinforced that back that you didn't eat it so you and, and actually saying so you you waited didn't you mm. and seeing that emotion on her face so when even now with without me being in presence she chose not to eat it but mm. yet she didn't give it to me mm. when I asked for the rubbish in the car she didn't give it to me because there was no rubbish mm. chocolate was in there yeah. so you know it's there are so many such things that we can do as yeah. parents you know going to the park playing football mm. having dinner um, watching television, do it now. You know, sabr is a very important trait that our mm. children have got to learn. And the, our parents, as we often emphasise too, and our parenting programmes are the role models for their children. So if they're not having sabr and if they are uh, losing their patience very quickly Absolutely. and shouting, or um, they are going to mirror, they're, they're just the mirror chil- reflections exactly, of the, the parents. Children will, will mirror this. So this is why I Absolutely. think it's so important to, that, that the parents know and understand Absolutely. the concepts that you're trying to it get is. across. And that's why I love what you do, because if if the, you know, like you say, if the parents and the children <laughs> are talking the same language, mm-hmm. you know, are understanding the same concepts, then that goal ultimately will become uh, it will become easier and what's our goal it's to raise righteous um, children and Allah, mashallah what a lovely statement you know, to uh, actually go into our commercial break with Alhamdulillah <laughs> and we leave parents just uh, reflect on that and inshallah parents you'll come back to us after this commercial break Assalamu alaikum